Welcome to Daylight, the podcast where we talk about real life at work, at home, and in the community, and how we can have a greater positive impact on the people we know, love, and lead. I'm your host, David Day, and my business is adding value to yours. Today in the studio, we get to tap into the mega mind of business owner, leader, sales expert, entrepreneur, and all-around thought leader, Henry Hayes. Last time in the studio, we had Henry Hayes, and we talked about disruption. And, um, you know, if you are like me, you've been thinking about this all week long. You've been thinking about, my goodness, what in the world am I going to do to be a disruptor or if I've been disrupted and, you know, I've been, uh, I, I've just, I've really been camping out here. So we decided to just continue the conversation with Henry Hayes. There's a lot that we left unsaid and there's still a lot in that guy's head that we want to get to. So we are going to continue our conversation. Here's part two of Henry Hayes from Henry Hayes Consulting and the topic of disruption. So Henry, what if I am, um, what if I've already been disrupted? What if I'm in a business that has been disrupted and um, how can I recover? Is it too late? Is it, is it one of those situations where, um, oh, well, I guess I better go and learn a new trade or learn a new skill or get a job at the Walmart. Well, and, and we talked about that last time. I might be disrupted there too. What do you do? I mean, if, I, if, I've, if, if I've been disrupted, what's next? So I think that to me, there's never been a better time and an easier time to work on your own game. And let me, let me give you a couple examples. I do this when I talk to folks. So if you draw a circle of the 168, we all have 168 hours a week. Yeah. I don't care what okay. you do, okay? And you're honest with me, and you say, hey, Henry, 15% of my 168 is playing Candy Crush or looking on Facebook or looking up where the third string center of my favorite professional football team went to college. Right. In other words, you're your junk time, your, your time that you could be spending it better. Yeah. Right? Again, being honest and we all have it. Sure. I would say, awesome. Give me half of that. Here's why what we're doing this podcasting, right? This is a golden age of audio. There's someone listening to this mowing their yard. There's someone listening to this walking their That's dog. That's what I do. I listen to podcasts while I mow. Someone's driving to work. Someone's yeah. in the shower. It's passive consumption. And hopefully We'll give them a nugget, a phrase, a saying, a word on this, and they'll go, boom, that's going to stick. Yeah. And you've already incrementally upped your game. I don't yeah. care what you do. Right. You're in sales or whatever you do. Point is, or you can go back and search Facebook for another hour. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The, the resource is so, it's, we all have smartphones. It's right at your hands. And by the way, all podcasting is free. So yeah. this is like, it's, it's, it's handed on a silver platter right. to you. Here's what happens. As that snowball begins to roll downhill, and for your, I can give you my resource guide on if you have a website, David, or any of your listeners want to email you, I'd be happy to send them what I listen to. Yeah. Every single time I, I listen, every single time, I walk away going, I, I learned something, or I got that nugget, or I got that saying, and it yeah. makes me better. I, I do too. There's always something in the podcasts that I listen to, or I don't listen to them anymore. You know, yeah. uh, there's always something that I get that I can use, and 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 I. I'm guilty of stopping the mower to type into my phone real quick the the phrase or the thought or the idea. And here's what's cool. Whenever that thought comes along, it always it almost always parlays into an action point for me. Mm -hmm. Does that is that that is that normal? I mean, when I get when I heard, for example, I'll give you an example. I was listening to a podcast the other day while I was literally cutting the grass, and the guy said, and um, who was this guy? Jeez, I can't even remember who it was. 
I'm embarrassed that I can't remember, but he said, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. How about that? That's you really cannot good. solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. I stopped the mower, I wrote it down and instantly had three or four ideas on how to tackle something that I'm working with a client on some consulting projects. And what's strange, David, is that's where, oddly enough, disruption is going to come from. A guy mowing his yard who's, who, who's struck by an innovative idea that may be miles away from what his training was. Again, we talked about in episode one, Hastings is a mathematician. Yeah. And there's so many examples of people that traditionally are not in that industry for decades. They have a different way to look at how it can be done better with tech and a new business model. Look, David, there's a 13-year-old boy in Mumbai today that holds more power in his hand than Ronald Reagan did in eight years in the 80s because the kid has a smartphone. Wow. And there's one billion more of these on the way in India and Asia in the next year. Wow. Smartphone users. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Do you think the next Albert Einstein is somewhere in that billion? I do. Yeah. Or a kid in Africa. So it's so interesting that you say when that, that motivation to innovation strikes you. Here's another one I would tactically give to your listeners. This is August 2019. We're heading into a pretty heavy election cycle. Do yourself a favor. I don't care whether you're left, middle, right, what your politics right, are. Right. Turn the TV off and work on your own game. Yeah. Because when I find myself watching coverage of it, I turn it off and I'm upset. Yeah. And I'm 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 angry. My 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 blood pressure has risen, as opposed to stepping into my own personal game, making myself better. Um, it's really the scales are super unbalanced in that equation. So yeah. turn off that and devote some of your own time to your own learning. Yeah, that's a great point. We, 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 we're told that often, you know, invest in ourselves and learn on it. But, you know, a lot of uh, one of the lost arts, I think, in American society, and that sounds so generic, but we just don't, we're not very disciplined. We're not a very disciplined uh, people anymore. And I know that because that's me. I'm describing myself. It takes a lot to get me to actually focus and eliminate the distractions from everything else and say, I'm going to research this for my betterment and for my improvement. What happens is we don't do it long enough and then we get disrupted and now we're desperate. And sometimes that's what it takes, you know? And I've talked to a lot of people in a similar situation who have been edged out of a job or, you know, whatever it might be, their industry is disrupted, they, you know, change has taken place and they're starting over. They're upskilling, they're reinventing themselves. And it, there's a lot of fear. You mentioned that in our last series, in our last, um, in episode one, a lot of fear that people have to conquer and get over. Um, and that's a, that's a big topic. And I, I'd love to talk about that more at another time. We could talk about and tackle fear because that is a huge part. I mean, just some of the things you've already talked about scare me, <laughs> but it scares me in a good way. You know, what scares me more? is doing nothing. Mm. And that is, that is the worst move you can make. Yeah. It's what I call ostriching, sticking your head in the sand and hoping when you pull it up, everything will be fine because it will not. You told me uh, several several months ago, uh, action is your oxygen. And I've, I remember that. Action is your oxygen. I love that. You know what? Sometimes just do it. What's your famous phrase? Just ship it. <laughs> That's right. That's actually <laughs> Seth Godin. I'll uh, give him credit, but okay. he's right. You know, we have this, this picture of perfection in our minds. Oh, 
this isn't quite ready. I'm going to wait. Well, again, that's your own fear talking to you. You got to push through that, get it out the market. And guess what? The next time you do it, it'll be better and better and better, et cetera. So, well, um, I mean, and, and the, this podcast is a great example of that. Is it perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. Is this a perfect, uh, no, nothing is perfect about this. However, we're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to grow it. We're going to continue to get much better guests and stuff. It's, <laughs> Touche. Just, that's just that's just a joke to my friend Henry. But um, now we're we're actually starting with the best, and then we're going to have to measure up from that point. But that was planned. I wanted to have the best of the best right off the bat. But um, that that's that's a very true axiom that we're going to have to just get it done. Just start and just keep moving. I tell my kids all the time. It's a lot easier to steer a ship that is under sail than one that is docked in the harbor. I mean, they sit there and they do nothing because they're afraid or because they don't know or whatever the reason might be. They feel like they don't have time to do something. Get moving. We'll guide you. We'll steer you. We'll do a 180 if we have to. But you can't do that if you don't, if you're not under sail. If you're not moving, you can't do it. And so uh, I, I love that idea of just ship it, just mm -hmm. get it done. So we started talking earlier about um, how to accomplish disruption. How do we go about creating disruption? How do we go about recovering from disruption? And and you had some things on your mind that we wanted to talk about regarding the tactics of, mm -hmm. of re really what we can do specifically. Sure, and this is really important because I'm really passionate about this this topic. But what I found when I did this early on was it was like a parade and there's confetti and everyone's having a good time and it's kind of scary, but it's kind of fun. And then an hour later, I, I didn't yeah. give them anything to actually go do. Yeah. So for those that, that raised their hands and said, okay, man, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I get I, it. But what now yeah. I had to come up with, okay, these are sure. things that literally that the second you turn this podcast off, you can, you can jump into. Yeah. So the first David, I want to really have your listeners think about is confront their denials head on. Okay. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're a 46-year-old sales guy and you think that disruption's coming for you and, and relationships don't mean as much, right there, stop. Confront that voice in your head saying that to you because sometimes that loudest voice is our own. Yeah. So where, are you, where do you have denial that you need to recognize and maybe write it down and say, gosh, that's just not true. For instance, I, I push people to do their own podcast. Mm -hmm. You are a product of that right. because there are a lot of people in the same spot as you are, just, mm -hmm. just good old fashioned curious about what's going on, but they're going to hide behind their fear of getting behind the microphone. You did not do that. Right. So you confronted that denial in your head going, wait a minute, why couldn't I well, do? Well, for me, it was, do I actually have anything to say? Right. And I've discovered that actually I do. The more I, I did what you were talking about earlier, we, I had the discipline to sit down and start thinking about it. I have a string of 15 or 20 great topics that I think people are starving to hear about. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say immediately kind of audit is audit your circle. Audit you know, your circle. Yeah, what do I mean by that? We are a collection of, of the few, the most voices in our head from a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's, yeah. that's how you act and who you are. Right. So I think, are you with the people who say, yeah, Facebook will never last or all the tech companies are, they're taking our, all of our information and there's just, it's a negative viewpoint on, on all those things. Or this is the, the easiest one. Those millennials, man, <laughs> entitled, lazy, yeah. want to get promoted, no attention span. All they do is they stare at their phone. If you're in circles of people like that, mm -hmm. I think you need to stop and say, 
is that helping you? Is that instructive? And by the way, it's not true. The millennials, 67% millennials in two years will be the workforce, 67%. So if you own a business or you're in a managerial role and you're listening to this, you better figure out how to be flexible to them and not the other way around, or you will be irrelevant. It's just, that's just math. But if if you're, I'll give you another one. Um, Uber Elevate. Uber Elevate is in test mode right now. That's Uber's thousand foot above ground Jetsons type of transport. Now, most people... I could use that on game day. Sure. Couldn't we all? Absolutely. But if if you're talking about this with friends or family or, again, people that you're around a bunch and they say, oh, that's crazy. It'll never last. I'm not saying don't be friends with them. I'm just saying examine that and say, you know, I I don't agree. Who who do you want in that circle speaking things into your ear that change the way you think and feel about yourself? Because it does make a difference. Subconsciously, we try to push it out, all that negativity, but you can only withstand so much. Yeah. So, and then the third thing I would say, this is a really interesting one. We've had a lot of fun with this one. Get a reverse mentor. And what do I mean by that? A guy like you, David, it's a successful business, went out on your own, had a great run. Mm-hmm. You know, eight, 10 years ago, you would have had a 23-year-old kid somewhere say, Mr. Day, but I'd love for you to mentor me. I'd love to learn from you, almost like an apprenticeship. Sure. Have you've, it been often. Around, you've been around the block. There's a lot I can learn from you, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and that's great. I would say there's a two-way street there. Somewhere there's a 23-year-old kid who, if I'm David, I want to know, why does his generation... Why would they prefer a root canal over walking into a bank? And how do they use TikTok as opposed to Snapchat? And all the the things that they just think differently. Right. Not judging it right or wrong. Right. But I want to get into his mind and understand where does that come from? Mm -hmm. And what was it like being a generation that didn't know what a VHS tape was? Stuff like that. The deeper you go into a relationship with that, with someone of that age group, boy, you're talking about you'll get more out of it than they will. I showed my 22-year-old a, a picture of the dial on a record player, you know, an old record player, you know, where it says 33, 45, 16, you know, that little dial, remember that? I don't even know if you're, you remember that? Well, I showed my 22-year-old a picture of that. I said, do you know what that is? And he was like, no, I have no idea. This is a biochemistry pre-med guy, okay? I mean, he's smart and he had no idea what that was. I mean, when was the last time anybody used a record player? You know, so this group is is what we call David. They're digital natives. Yeah. So they just it's 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 ubiquitous in how they've grown up. Mm-hmm. And some of that for us, how many times have you heard a friend say, "Oh, David, I, this Apple TV is great, but I have no idea how to program it or do anything with it." Right. Yeah. Just just little things like that. What if they could teach you that? Mm-hmm. And then what if they could teach you? I don't know a line of code, or what if they could teach you how to build a website, or or just how they think. Yeah. I think that's really, really interesting. And it's also something that the egos of a lot of people listening to this won't allow them to do. Uh, what's some 26-year-old kid going to teach me? I've been around the block. Well, okay. You're limiting yourself if that's the way you think. So look into getting a reverse mentor relationship. And I think you'll be surprised at the type of things. And then the last thing is do, do, do what you're doing right now. Devote as much of your time as you can to quality, positive, podcast and there's so many out there do you realize that less than 10 percent still in 2019 of working adults consume podcasts on a daily basis really less, less than 10 percent so i think four years from now we'll be having this conversation laughing saying gosh you remember when you know that number was 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 truth right. 
Again, it's a golden age. We're in a renaissance of audio. So pick which ones are your favorite, try them out, and I think you'd be really surprised at how much you can raise your game by giving some of that garbage time where we we do things that are just, we're, we're checked out mentally. So doing these things, um, if I'm uh, if I'm an employee and I, I feel I fear or am concerned about disruption and I start to upskill by doing these things, confronting the denials head on, auditing my circle, um, maybe engaging with a reverse mentor, and uh, it, you know listening to good content, quality podcast content. If I do all those things, is that going to lead me out of my job into being an entrepreneur or is that just going to make me a better employee? Or I guess, I mean, there's really no way to know that it is what it is. It leads you to wherever it leads you. I can't say where it's going to lead anyone individually, David, but I can say this, it's going to open your eyes wide because this isn't a romantic fairy tale. This is happening. And the speed tomorrow is faster than today yeah. and on and on and on. So Again, it's why I started this. I don't want the guys in my circle, the, the, the guys in my age group to be caught unaware. And now it's gotten much, much bigger. Yeah. So I, I think that, again, it's, it, there's so many things you can step, step into so easily that it's right there for you. You just got to take that first step. And so at a minimum, at a minimum, you're going to be educated about what's coming. Oh, look, we haven't even talked about the things that are what I, I'll say we're in the kind of the first inning of these ball games, artificial intelligence, oh, yeah. blockchain, yeah. A virtual and augmented reality, um, 3D printing, robotic work, quantum computing. There's all kinds of technologies in medicine that are coming that will blow your mind. So just to be on the front end of educating yourself about what's coming and then boom, it'll happen. Yeah. The light bulb will turn on and you'll go, oh, I think I got it. And then guess what? The wind and the passion sails take you out out to sea. Yeah. And then I think you're you when, really start to build that positive momentum. And you mentioned, you know, the, the you said the word the passion sales. I mean, what is what is it that really sparks something in you? And, and and it sounds to me like what you're saying is give yourself an opportunity to think openly, to 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 create, to think creatively. Give yourself an opportunity to think differently. And um and and to be to get out of your circle, to get out of your everyday routine. If I tell David Day, 10 disrupt years, yourself. That's absolutely. If I told David Day ten years ago, David, let's say at that point you had twin nine-year-old girls. Right. Ten years ago. Right. David, you're a decade from now. You're going to be more than comfortable letting a man you do not know pick up those two beautiful twin girls and take them to wherever they want to go in his car. You would have said what? I would have said you're crazy and I've got a shotgun to prove it. And today, do they do they use Uber? <laughs> they use Uber all the time. And you have, do you have a problem with it? I actually don't. So that's that's the, that's the mindset shift. We all have those examples of. As a matter of fact, I've encouraged it because they'll get they'll get calls from their friends. Can you come pick me up? You know, I mean, partying or whatever in a night. Somebody has a little too much. They call a friend calls. Can you come pick me up? I'm like, you know what? You're burning your gas, sweetie, to go pick up your friend. Why don't they call an Uber? You know, or why don't you go and not have to drive? So I don't have to worry about you driving. Why don't you just call an Uber? You know? Jeff Bezos recently said we've seen one percent of the disruptive innovation that we're going to see over the next ten years. Think about that. Wait, 1%. say that again. We've seen one percent, one percent of the disruption that we will see over coming. the next. So wow. again, and this is Bezos wins. He's the richest man in the world, and so he he makes bets that win. Yeah. So I mean, the Amazon story we haven't even talked about, but the fact that he can deliver now to your door 
within two hours. You're going to see drones start to fly in the air. I'll give you a real quick one. Any of your listeners that are in insurance, look at insuring drones early on because there's going to be a lot of folks who literally, we live in the South, Bubba will want to shoot that thing right out of the sky. Absolutely. So that's the first thing I thought of. Is those that, things aren't how dependable is that? They're not cheap. So you might have a brand new revenue cycle if you're an insurance guy by insuring drones because someone paid for that package to be delivered to their house. So there's, you know, th- th- there's a product stream there. That's innovative thinking. Anyway, that's a that that opens up all kinds of possibilities. You know, when you talk about drones delivering. So, you know, that, that's a great example of disruption. Of, uh, and, and that has a lot of tentacles into the whole Walmart situation. You know, who's going to be first to do this and, you know, put themselves out of business. I mean, I wonder if FedEx is, in, is beginning to invest in drone delivery. Well, FedEx know? is being chipped away by many, many startup incumbents. That's a, that's a, that's a nuanced bundled business that they, they're knocking on their doorstep, I could tell you. You know, David, it's interesting, back to the Netflix example, Blockbuster had not one, but two opportunities to buy Netflix, and they thumbed their nose both times. Wow. And it, it, most folks don't remember. In the 11th hour, Blockbuster said, oh, yeah, they're right, we'll join the party. There was, it was a, it was a, they had the same program, we'll stream yeah. it, and we'll send you DVDs. But, but why didn't it work? It wasn't their DNA, it wasn't the fabric of who they were, right. and it was too late. And culturally, the company never recovered. And as a result, they're out of business today. So, you know, it's funny. You can be too late to the party. They were. Wow. And what happened to their employees? I mean, they just shuttered. I mean, you know, so that's a great question. What what happens when you are in an industry or a, a company that has experienced disruption, even planned, like if, if the CEO of the company decided we're going to go this direction, we're going to create something new. Um and what does it do to an employee force? What does it do to a workforce within that company? Um, we're back to the other question now is, I just got disrupted. What do I do? Do I adapt? Are they going to keep me? I mean, this is going on. I see it, maybe not in terms of disruption, but I see it on a regular basis. Change, if, if not disruption, at least change puts people out of work. I'll tell you, two of the top <clears throat> employed professions by numbers today still Top five, truck drivers and receptionists still to this day. (laughs) The days are numbered for both. So you're talking about big rafts of people that are in those jobs. Those jobs will not be around much longer. So that's a very real example of those jobs going bye-bye. I was thinking of investing in Diesel Driving Academy, but uh, not now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No no kidding. I mean, that's interesting. And, And those are two... Yeah, I, I would say they're skilled positions. I mean, you have to know what you're doing in those positions. Um, so people won't have receptionists when they come to the office anymore. People won't be going to offices anymore. Well, the virtual work is, a, is something that's a hot topic. But look, there's, there's a saying in disruption. If it can be automated, it will. If it can be automated, it will. And again, don't romanticize it. Don't try to get a gray area. It's a it's a binary statement. Okay. I saw I was in California last month and I saw a, a prototype of the first robotic apple picker, literally a, a robot sleeve that picks an apple off off a tree. Wow! Think about it. Do you know a lot of guys who would want to manually pick apples for a living? No. No. Think about the lifting and the the laborious work that humans do that put their bodies at risk today. That 
a, a robot's going to be able to do faster and and frankly cheaper. So, but let me give you the other idea, the other the other side to that coin. Think about the jobs that will be displaced, and an industry that will be disrupted, um, and you know maybe wage earners who. Um, potentially are putting themselves through school or, um, you know, maybe even supporting families by working in an apple orchard that won't have that job anymore. And a lot of people agree with you. I tend to disagree. Here's why. I think if you, we've seen examples of this, companies that use emerging tech the right way, and guess what happens? They hire more people. Look at Amazon. Amazon can't hire people fast enough. Their fulfillment centers, if you've seen those things, are a sight to behold. Okay. So, the companies that have the right approach to plugging in emerging tech, they're going to actually have more jobs. I'll give you another example. Data science. If you have a child in college or even high school, data science for the next 10 to 15 years, that is your blue ocean. What do I mean? There's a lot of fields like healthcare. Healthcare has Mount Everest size mountains of unstructured data. Yeah, They're trying to get to the structured data piece of it. Data scientists... We'll help them get there. They fill in those gaps. They right. sort it, they classify it, they develop the data so it's usable information. And those and, and machines and computers and even AI won't be able to to get there anytime soon. So that's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Artificial intelligence. Attorneys that review contracts and charge clients per hour yeah. for that service, there'll be soon a day when we look back and go, can you believe that was the setup? Talk about inefficient. An AI will be able to scan a 96-page document in seconds that would take a lawyer six hours to do. And you're not quite sure of the the skill of a lawyer, right? Wow. So, but, but I mean, do you know a lawyer who wants to scan a 96-page document for six hours? It doesn't sound like fun work to me. So there are examples of, again, the AIs being plugged in, taking work that no one really loves to do anyway, mm-hmm. and, and letting that person do something much more creative. I think we're going to see a creative renaissance that we haven't seen in a long time because of all this technology. Yeah, because the technology will replace a lot of the things, freeing the worker up to be creative, Mm -hmm. to think differently about work. There's an AI right now, David, in Los Angeles, California, that is taking every single movie and outtake of John Wayne that he ever did, the actor, the famous actor. The AI is learning his intonations, why he said what he said, including the bloopers, and what they're going to come to market with is yeah. a John Wayne film that's new. A new movie with a new storyline and everything yep. that features John Wayne. Now, it'll look a little CGI-y for yeah. now, yeah. but give, give the sort, sort of Princess Leia and yep. Star Wars uh, recently where, yeah. Exactly. So wow. th- what's possible is truly breathtaking. What's coming? Wow. Stuff to think about, uh, and and if you if you if you've listened the, to this podcast, you're not going to be able to get it out of your head because <laughs> you're going to see everything differently now. Uh, Henry Hayes has been our guest here in the studio for the last couple of podcasts. HenryHayesConsulting.com is how you get in touch with Henry. Henry speaks all over the world about disruption. He has studied it. He has lived it. He has created it, and he actually teaches it at the university level now, along with. Uh, traveling and speaking. So if you want to get in touch with her about, uh, with him uh, about a speaking engagement, Henry Hayes Consulting, that's Hayes with H-A-Y-S, no E in the middle, uh, consulting.com. And he'd be happy to interact with you on that. So if you have any questions about that, and you can certainly get in touch with me at thedaygroup.com and also on Twitter at 
dday underscore. That's my Twitter handle. So feel free to tweet me or you can go to thedaygroup.com, send me a fill out the contact form. I'll be built, glad to get in touch with you. So anyway, Henry Hayes, thank you so much for being here and for challenging the way we think and disrupting our studio today. My pleasure, David. Thanks for having me. We're going to have you back again. We'll talk about, uh, probably talk about fear because that's something your eyes really lit up when we talked about that. So we'll talk about that again. So uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll be back. Thanks to Henry Hayes once again for joining us with a podcast in the studio today talking about disruption. Leave your comments because we'd love to hear your thoughts, your ideas. Obviously, you can connect with Henry at Henry Hayes Consulting. That's H-A-Y-S, henryhayesconsulting.com. You can even book him for an appearance if you wish. Join us next time as we add a little daylight to the topics that have an impact on people that we know, love, and lead. Connect with me at thedaygroup.com or on Twitter at dday underscore or at the Daygroup Facebook page. Until then, I'm Dave. David Day with Henry Hayes encouraging you to make it a great day.